Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King. The list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audio books, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything, and you want an audio book and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection, and access to Daily News Digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing, too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have... They also have finish. If you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person. How to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately, and everything else. So, if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless. Hey, Charlie. Hey, what's up, John? Uh, nothing much. How you doing? I'm all right. That's good. So I just want to say welcome to the show. I know this is a little bit different than what we normally do. (laughs) That's fine. So let's see here. So we actually had the first look of the Joker today. And what was your initial thoughts on it? Um, thought it looks pretty cool. Like I said, anything, like, like I said, the, uh, um, he looks a lot better than he did in Suicide Squad. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing how, what capacity he's in in Justice League because anything can be better than what we saw in November of 2017. Most definitely, because like you said, I mean, I didn't like the look of the Joker and Suicide Squad or anything like that, but I can't appreciate the fact that, you know, Jared did try to do something different and original with the performance mm-hmm. that he had, and he did the best he could for what he, what he had. So yeah. I'm just I'm just curious as to what this version of the Joker actually sounds like and looks like, since this is coming from yeah. Snyder and not coming from David Ear. So yeah. it's something that's different. Yeah, and I'm for it. I mean, like I said, I think the whole problem with Suicide Squad is, like, the trailers told you one thing, and it, the, the indication was, like, oh, I think the Joker's the bad guy in this one. And then, and then the movie happened, and it was completely different, which was weird. 
Yeah, that was the weirdest thing for me, though, too, to be honest with you. Because here's the thing. I was thinking that it was going to be like the new 52 comic mm-hmm. book where I don't know if you ever actually read the new 52 or anything like that. I don't know if you're familiar I don't, with the I don't believe I have. <laughs> okay. So basically in the new 52, the Suicide Squad is actually going after the Joker. And okay. they're using Harley pretty much as bait to mm-hmm. get to the Joker. And matter of fact, she's actually part of the Suicide Squad. So, oh, okay. so basically, everything that happened in the movie, was, for instance, the guy with uh, whose head happens to explode at the very beginning, that actually happens in the comic book and everything, okay. too. But Deadshot and everything, they're using Harley as bait. And the mm. go-to mission, mission, mission is to actually go to the Joker. Yeah. And, of course, at that time, his face was actually ripped off. Like, he mm. ripped his own face off. Wow. And everything. Yeah. So that was pretty much the main goal was for her to go out and to go after him, just to go see her uh, pudding. <laughs> um, yeah. And to me, I thought that would have actually been a lot better than what we got with the Macarena witchcraft woman at the very end. Enchantress. <laughs> yeah, Enchantress. I call her the Macarena woman because that's all she had to do was the Macarena. But yeah. yeah. But, you know, I thought that, you know, everything else was fine. I just wish that we weren't deceived mm-hmm. into it. And also, too, we also got a very bad cookie cutter of a film. Like, it felt like a um, music video for two and a half hours. Yeah. Oh. And then even the even the director's cut for Suicide Squad wasn't even that great. No, it just added, didn't add much to it. Like, I'm excited to see if David Ayer finally releases his cut of it. I mean, it it, it, all, it all will depend on the success of Zack Snyder's one when it comes out. But right. I think like, if that one's successful, and I'm pretty sure it will be, um, I, I could see David Ayer doing his cut of Suicide Squad. But um, there are aspects of the movie I enjoyed. I thought Harley Quinn was fantastic. I, I thought... She was great, and Deadshot was just awesome. <laughs> I did, too. I thought so, too. I didn't feel like Will was actually playing himself for once. I actually felt mm-hmm. like he was actually the character. So that mm-hmm. was always a plus. But, yeah, um, it was a little bit of a letdown, if you actually yeah. think about it, whenever you look at Suicide Squad. Like I said, it mm-hmm. felt like a ch- cookie-cutter uh, chopped of a movie. And yeah. basically, I love the trailer. If you actually go into my YouTube oh. channel... And everything, I geeked out over the trailer. Oh, I did too. Rhapsody. <laughs> I saw that, like I saw that trailer so many times in theaters because I went to the movie theater a lot. Like that was my Me senior too. year of college, and my brother and I were at the theaters a lot, seeing stuff. So we like, like we saw that, and then like this, and I'm like, all right, I'm pumped for this. And then when I saw the movie, I was like, I enjoyed it, um, but the more I watched it, the more I hated it. <laughs> Right. Like, I saw it twice in theaters. Like, I went the first time, saw it in 2D, then I went the second time and saw it in 3D. Mm-hmm. And the la- here's the thing. When you first see a movie, you psych yourself up to the thinking that the movie is good. Mm-hmm. And then once you wind up watching it the second time and you realize that it's not as good as what you thought it was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> so that's at least I'm how not- I felt. Yeah, I went with my uh, with uh, with Sean Knowles. I went with him and my dad and my sister. We saw it, and like I think his brother Shane was with us when we saw it. And like Sean's uh, like Sean's reaction to uh, Enchantress was like a he was like a creepy. <laughs> <laughs> 
And you know what, though? <laughs> I mean, I like this new look. Everybody's like, oh, this is, must be the crow. I'm like, well, you didn't say anything when Heath Ledger did it. Yeah. And now, all of a sudden, he's the crow. I'm like, yep. no. This don't even have the crow kind of vibe to it. It's no. just him in white makeup with um, with just dark uh, eyeliner, kind of, if you will, underneath the eyes. Yeah. And then just the black makeup or the red makeup. Yeah. And that's it. It's it's just simple. It's something simple and simplistic yeah. about the makeup. It would be different if it was like a um the eyeliner where the paint was mm-hmm. actually on the eyes, up yeah. and bottom and mm-hmm. everything. And then the it's totally different yeah. than what it is. Um, but I can't wait to see what this is actually gonna look like. The new the new Suicide Squad movie is gonna be awesome. Like I already yes. like I I already like I haven't seen any trailers, but from what I've seen, I'm I'm excited for it. And you know, this looks and I I got you got a great director doing this. You got a stellar cast. I mean, and this yes. like and, and the, the brief glimpse I saw of John Cena's character, the peacemaker, which he's known as a Captain America douchebag, essentially like that. It's like um, it, this it's a, a, a Idris Elba's character's telling him to stop sh- to stopping a show off, and he goes. Well, what if, well, unless what you're showing off is dope as F. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, though? Um, that's actually part of the original Suicide Squad that was actually based in the comic books. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm even more excited because uh, King Shark was actually one of the original members from Suicide yeah. Squad. So to actually have him in there makes me excited. I can't wait to actually see what he actually looks like on the screen. Because I only saw a little snippet of the teaser when we got it a couple of months back. Yeah, and then after that, it kind of like fizzled out. Yeah, so I can't wait to see what the entirety actually looks like once we actually get a trailer. Yeah, so King Shark, for what I've seen, looks awesome. I think one image I seen eating somebody, like about to put somebody in his like eats, like put somebody in his uh, in his mouth, and I was like, oh okay. Um, <laughs> and then um, unfortunately, Kite Man is not in this. Um, James Gunn like was thinking about putting Kite Man in this, and then he's like. We're gonna save him, and then they didn't. Um, and then Idris Elba's character is not Deadshot because, in the case they can like, so they can leave it open for Will Smith to return as Deadshot. Right. And that's something that I like. I like the fact that they left it open for that. You know. Yeah. And then you got James Gunn, who's known for doing these superhero team up movies. I mean, what he did with Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, that was a simmered down version of the suicide squad but it was entertaining and definitely like, now that he's got the r rating i'm excited to see how the hell new and then of course seeing harley quinn back i mean that's like and it's supposed to be a continue at it takes place like her character takes place after birds of prey and this is sort of a sequel rebootish in a sense but i think that's, that's what they're calling it for this suicide squad because there's characters from the first right, one reboot yeah, soft reboot, but with ca- re- returning characters of uh, Joe Kinnaman, um, but Captain Boomerang, uh, Jai Courtney's back, Amanda Waller's back, and Harley Quinn. Yep. So let's go on ahead and get into our main topic and everything. I just want to talk about the Joker makeup for a minute okay. and things like that for the look of it. And there's even like a little fan photo, though, too, where mm. they actually put Jason Todd in the background. And mm-hmm. put the Joker in the front. And it kind of has uh-huh. like this. Yeah, it actually, if you actually think about it, it has kind of a uh, chainsaw, Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of feel to it, to the picture mm-hmm. that I really dig a lot. 
because I'm a huge Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan and things like that when it comes down to horror. But, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, so our main topic is actually, you know, renting movies from the video store, what it meant to us to actually rent from the video stores. And also, too, I also wanted to dive into renting movies from, like, Redbox and everything, too. I don't know if you rent movies from Redbox or anything like that. Or I did it once. (laughs) I did it once. It was weird um i've been getting my <laughs> movies from my local li- my uh i've been getting them from my local library um and they okay. can i that because like for a while there at the li- at the library i would always be getting into new stuff because i knew how to how to work the system so i was able to get new stuff consistently from the library and this like and it's free didn't cost me anything so in, in a sense it's i like it a lot better than Redbox because okay. it's it's near me, and there's I, I think I don't know much of Redbox near me, but I don't I only used it once. That was about it. <laughs> okay, yeah. With me, I actually used Redbox several times. I actually have an account with uh, Redbox, and matter of fact, they actually okay. have perk points. They have perk points yeah. too. Like when your birthday, you get like a free DVD or Blu-ray that you can oh, rent. Nice. So that was actually pretty cool. Not only that, but I also wanted to commend them on Twitter because mm-hmm. if you have issues with your disc or anything like that, they'll go in and refund your money and everything if you wind up giving you like the last digits of the debit card number, and they'll go on ahead and they'll replace that, uh, they'll go on ahead and replace your money, and then also too, you just have to tell them the uh, ID number on that disc, and then they'll fizzle that one out and put in a new disc. Oh, nice. So, I definitely like Redbox. It has its ups and downs. I think they got rid of their gaming uh, rentals, I want to say, because mm-hmm. here's the thing. I I never understood why you would actually rent a video game from Redbox, especially when <laughs> it takes forever to upload a video game. And then you have to return yeah. it the next day. That's something yeah, that's that I never funny. understood. No, that's dumb. I've done it once. I've actually done it once. Then I was like, you know what? Let me try and see if I can actually get them to do some type of thing like they used to do at movie gallery for instance where i worked at where you can actually do something yeah i used to work at movie gallery which is like a downward level of blockbuster if you will (laughs) in the south Mm -hmm. and also maybe i want to say maybe some eastern states actually had them some towns actually had them but i'm not 100 sure on that but you know um one of the things that I liked was you can rent a movie like for extra money. You can rent mo- movies for like five nights if you wanted to. So I was like, you know, I, I tweeted out to them. I said, you know, it'd be beneficial to the people who actually rent video games is have it for five nights, have it for three nights, if you will. And, you know, let them charge a little bit extra on the debit card. So that way they can keep the game a little longer because it takes you up to eight out or nine hours just to upload one video game. Mm-hmm. And by then, you don't even want to play because the next day you might have to work, you have to go to school, you don't have time to play it. So what's the point yeah. of actually – so you're losing money mm-hmm. and everything. The, the consumer is losing money, but Redbox is actually getting paid no matter what. Yeah. But, you know, and I actually had Redbox uh, answer back to me. He's like, you know, we're going to uh, see about doing that. I said another thing I would actually recommend, though, too, is – Get going and doing that with movies as well. Do like a reward system, things like that. And they actually did that. They actually mm, nice. used my a couple of my ideas. And I said, why don't instead of doing debit cards, why don't you just feed the money through a machine like you would get a Coke or something? Yeah. 
but they never use that idea. But yeah. you know, um, <laughs> but you know, I just like I like their system, but I just don't like the five star system. Mm-hmm. I never, I'm not a fan of the five star system where you read somebody else's review and oh. stuff like that. I want to talk to somebody. I want to actually listen to somebody. That's one of the things that I miss about going to the video store is actually having a conversation with someone that saw a movie that you're actually interested in. Like, yeah. oh, I didn't like this movie that much or anything, but you're welcome to actually try it out. Just because I didn't like it, you might like it. And they give me a little bit of the synopsis of what the plot is and things like that. That's mm-hmm. what I liked about going to the video store. But that's just a small nugget of what we're going to get into. But what do you think about the five-star system and things like that? I don't know. I Like I said, I'm not familiar with it on Redbox. I only used it once, and that was about it. I mean, if it's something I was going to rent, I, I did the research on my own anyway. And so I right. kind of knew, knew what I was going to rent. And the hard part is just finding that one movie, especially if you like if one red box doesn't have it and there's not many near you, you have to wait till it comes in or you have to request it. It's just very, te- very tedious. And that's why I like I, I mean, I loved Blockbuster. I mean, that was Me like that, I, had a, I had like one that was like less than five minutes away from my house. Like it was like right in a perfect area. And like that is per- that was the area I wanted to my number my first job i wanted to work at blockbuster because this story was awesome i'd go in there there's so much to choose from and then the video game selection was pretty cool um but yeah i miss that store <laughs> i do too to be honest with you um blockbuster was actually a store that i used to go to a lot especially when i was in boston for three months visiting mm-hmm. my grandmother yeah and my grandmother had like the connections up in blockbuster <laughs> she uh, <laughs> Yeah, like Glenn, he would go on ahead and hold the new releases and everything on the day oh, that wow. I was coming in. Yeah, <laughs> he would go on ahead and hold all the new releases. <laughs> so I would have like a stack of VHS tapes just to watch. <laughs> so I was just like, every night was a blockbuster night for me. So I was just enjoying it. But Glenn was actually a cool person. I also love the uh, smell of going into a blockbuster. Oh, yeah. It That's actually. Great. It's just like, for example, like going into a movie theater and smelling that popcorn as soon as you actually yeah. was it hits that spot. It's like, mm-hmm. yes, I'm home. I I want popcorn. I want candy. I want to get fat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it had that feeling of you know being welcomed into a community of moviegoers. Yeah. And like I said, I like the con- I don't know if you ever conversed with anybody or anything like that when it came down to running movies or anything like that. I, when I was a kid, maybe I don't remember much of it. It's been very long. Like the probably I think the one of the last few movies I rent from Blockbuster, I think might have been Cop either Cop Out or uh, Cop Out or Green Zone or Legion. Okay. Let's see yeah. here. I don't even remember the last movie I rented, but I can tell you the last time I was in a blockbuster and what I bought. I bought uh, The Lost Boys then, um, on DVD. <laughs> I bought that the was like the... on Blu-ray. It was like because like all <laughs> like my my personal blockbuster closed, and so the the one that was left it was like a going out of business sale. It was down in Prince Frederick. That and I went. I I went and I bought the Expendables, like like the whether my like for the blue the normal Blu-ray like combo pack. I got that for a pretty good price, but it was because it's like because after that the stores were all closing. Right, but 
you know, I just felt bad that Blockbuster's closed. And I think it had a lot to do with the fact that they forgot who they were. Mm-hmm. Because remember, Netflix was actually going to buy them out at one time. Mm. I don't know if you remember that or not. I don't remember it. Yeah, it was when Netflix was just sending movies into the mail slot into the mailbox, right? So yeah. they said, "Look, we want to partner up with you. We want to make uh, merge with you." Blockbuster's like, "No, we're going to be fine and everything. We don't need you." And it's like that they forgot who they were. Mm-hmm. And they were going with the old times of doing business instead of introducing a new way of doing business. Yeah. Where, you know, they thought, okay, this little business is not going to do much. This little Netflix and the mailbox yeah. is not going to do, do much. Why do we want to do business with you when we have this big, we have, we're a franchise. We have this huge amount of mm-hmm. um video stores and everything we don't need this little small uh business that's just starting out and delivering movies into the mailboxes at yeah home. so i could see their point at that time but they need to actually introduce and incorporate some new technology and new ways mm-hmm. of actually doing business and not the old ways of doing business because as the world turns we evolve and as we yeah. evolve we turn we're into different things mm-hmm. and consumers want to consume things differently and look at how big netflix is now they're a billion yeah. dollar business if you actually think about it. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you had other co- competitors that was going after uh, Netflix. After Netflix, yep. Blockbuster did try their like a, a form of like like DVDs by the mail and stuff because I definitely remember I did do use that for a while um, for the block from in terms of Blockbuster. I ran a lot of stuff from them via the mail, especially when I went to college. To have stuff delivered to my uh to my dorm, so I was able to watch catch up on my stuff from that using that, and then because I didn't have Netflix at the time, and I think because I was going back, I had Blockbuster, then I did the Netflix by the did Blu-rays by the mail, but then again, like I think then I stopped doing Netflix because I think because that's when Netflix had it all it's co- combined one like um one plan. And then, then when they split up the pro, they split up the plans. I was like, no. And uh, so I, I stopped. And I think there was a lawsuit that they had against that. Um, and I think that they, I might have been a part of the lawsuit or whatever. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's uh, just right. Yeah. I just wish that they would have actually done something differently. Yeah. Because I'm. But now there's only one blockbuster in the whole entire world. I know, and that's it. Yeah, and you know, I you know I loved working at a video store. Working at the video store was like for me working at a movie theater. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and I remember <laughs> I had this one customer right, mm-hmm. and this one woman was complaining because her son got a PG thirteen movie, which was X Men two. And she goes, my son just rented the most violent movie. And at that time, I turned into Randall from Clerks. Uh, And I was like, ma'am, what movie was it? It was X-Men 2. It was the most violent movie that I ever saw. And I'm like, ma'am, it's a PG-13 movie. X-Men 2 don't even have any blood splatter. It has no... uh, filthy language or anything like that your son was allowed 
to rent a PG-13 movie, but you also gave him your card to rent that movie with. So therefore, you're not entitled to a refund. Mm-hmm. And just, I don't care. I want to talk to your manager. So, so the manager said, look, my, uh, John is right. You're not entitled to a refund because of the fact that you let your son rent a PG-13 movie and everything. Well, I'm not doing business here again. Here's my card. And at that time, I felt like Jack Black from High Fidelity, where he just shrugs his shoulders, and I look at my boss. <laughs> so I did one of those Jack Black moments where I just shrugged my shoulders, looked at her, and I'm like, who cares? <laughs> we have other members. <laughs> but I'm just you know. looking up just for giggles what movies came out in 2003 that would be more violent than X-Men 2. <laughs> and I think I got a bunch on there. I mean... For I one, think, uh, Blade 2 came out around 2002. So, yeah, being released around that time was 2003. If you actually think about the DVDs, yeah, because yeah. so I remember Final getting De- a, yeah, oh, yeah, Final Destination 2 came out in 2000, <laughs> January 2003. So, that's that's probably more violent than X Men 2. Um, heck, I haven't seen Daredevil was more violent than X Men 2. Uh, I don't know. It's to me, it's ranks in the same category. Uh, yeah, a, a crime thriller called Dark Bluester and uh, Scott Speedman and Kurt Russell. I've seen that movie. That's way more violent. Um, Cradle to the Grave, which is the that's uh, violent. <laughs> that one came out in two thousand and three. That was before X Men Two came out. Old School was out, and that's not violent. That's just raunchy. Um, yeah, Tears of the Sun with Bruce Willis came out in two thousand and three. Um, the Hunted starring Benicio Toro and Tommy Lee Jones, which is violent. Oh, she she wants violence. Talk about Dreamcatcher. <laughs> oh yeah, that's definitely fun. Um, the movie Basics starring John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson. That's pretty violent, especially the one seat. Yeah. Then you have A Man Apart with Vin Diesel. Yep, that was um, violent. That is, yep. Um, and that's actually one of my favorite Vin Diesel movies that he's played in. That he's not playing yeah. the same character. Yeah, X Men yeah. Two came. Yeah, X Men Two was in May, um, but also The Matrix Reloaded came out in May as well. Um, that one, I would definitely say, not in terms of blood, I would say it's probably more violent than um, X Two. Um, I haven't seen that one for some reason. Which one? The Matrix Reloaded. No, no, the no. Matrix. I've seen I've seen all the Matrix movies. I'm talking about the yeah. one after that one. Oh, um, I said after the Matrix. Let's see. Um, forgot what I said after that one. That's okay. I think it's something um, of the sun, Tears of the Sun, or something. Oh, Tears of the Sun with Bruce Willis. Yeah, it was Antoine yeah. Fuqua. It's um, I think uh, Monica Bellucci was in that too. So essentially, it's a war movie. Essentially, Bruce yep. Willis and his team of Navy SEALs have to go in and um, bring her out, and it was a it's an intense uh, more, like war action movie. Um. The Italian job, I wouldn't say it was more violent, but um, Terminator some... 3. Yeah, Terminator 3 came out in that year, too. <laughs> but you know what the scene that she was talking about that was violent, though? I was like, man, what is the scene that grabbed onto you that was violent? Because it was a scene where that night crawling thingy or whatever was uh, killing everybody in the White House and stuff. That's the opening. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you didn't even let your son finish the movie. 
I'm like, oh my god, that movie's the that is the best X Men movie. Like in terms yeah. of each each the X Two is awesome. Yeah, um, I agree. But you know what's funny though? I was like, man, I wanted to say, ma'am, if you want to see a violent movie, watch Falling Down with Kurt Russell. Oh <laughs> that's yeah, that's a violent movie. Yeah. Um. The then you had Twenty Eight Days Later, as in June of yep. two thousand three. Um, Charlie's Angels for Frodo, I would say it was more violent than X2. Um, heck, the greatest bad movie of all time, The Room, is more violent than X2. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, Terminator 3 came out in 2000, uh, 2003 as well. I remember seeing that. Oh, She Wants Violence. Talk about Bad Boys 2. That came out. Oh, in, yeah. Um, now, that is... I mean, if <laughs> you want to see... Yeah, if you want to see a guy fall on a bunch of landmines and you see him blow up, I'm like, yeah. Or how about this? Cutting up dead bodies and putting oh, yeah. um, ecstasy putting in the in bodies. A, yeah, fat doves. <laughs> um, um, then you had uh, yeah, Bad Boys 2. Heck, I didn't see the second uh, Laura Croft movie. It was more violent than X-Men 2. <laughs> But yeah, that's just some of the stuff that I have to I had to deal with, and then also oh, Freddy, too, yeah. go on. Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> yeah, because I held a lot more violent than. Uh, oh yeah, there's so much like Jeepers Creepers too. Um, yeah, it's like that like Cabin Fever. Um, yeah, once once by a time in Mexico. Um, Underworld, great movie. Yep. Yeah, uh, Underworld and Once Upon a Time in Mexico, I have to say, are the two most violent ones because Once Upon a Time in Mexico, Johnny Depp's eyes actually got torn out of his sockets. Yeah, I know. I've seen that movie. Too. So, yeah. if she wants violence, that movie is violent. <laughs> no, and I just found another one, Kill Bill Volume 1. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, then it's, and then, and then, yeah, it's Volume 1, and then, then you had Texas Chainsaw Massacre, whatever one that one was. <laughs> Yeah, um, I remember that. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, the remake. And then this, this, the third Matrix came out in two thousand three as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's like yeah, um, there's been a there's a lot more. <laughs> the Last Samurai, yep. Heck, but you know, Return of the King came out in two thousand three, <laughs> which is more violent than uh, X two. But you know, I mean. I can go I on, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we get it, though. Uh, I think yeah. But, you know, I just don't get where people, I'm going to like, it's just one of those things, I guess, where they, people thought that watching violent movies actually ends up enhancing your level of wanting to kill somebody. And yeah. that's just that's that backwards mentality. <laughs> Yeah, it's just that backwards mentality where they want to blame video games, movies, um, and other forms of entertainment to actually make up excuses that this other person was a shithead and doesn't take uh, accountability for anything. No. I mean, this goes to the whole, that whole idea of censorship and that I did a paper in middle school on censorship and how this like i've done research on this and this is ridiculous it's like all it's 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 a very simple solution if you don't like what's on just change channel it's it's not hard it's not hard at all like i mean like stop like stop blaming somebody else for something that you did wrong like it's like you let your kids watch this 
and now you're gonna you're gonna be like, oh, I don't like what I saw, like, but but you let him watch it, but still, I'm gonna complain to Congress, and you're trying to like get, like put taxes on M-rated video games. No, exactly. there's been no, no correlation between playing a video game and what you do outside. I mean, I play all this like play these M-rated games and watch these R-rated movies all the time, but I'm not desensitized to like, oh, I want to go do this. No. I know what's right and I know what's wrong, but it's it's it's, it's just people are just so lazy that they want to find something to blame. Like I mean, it's just like that's why they keep making like like I said in South Park, Kyle Brofowski's mom, she sees something wrong, she's going to complain. Look, she's and then because she complained about Terrence and Philip in the South Park movie, look what happened. They started a new a World War Three and put their kids in danger. <laughs> talk about talk about good parenting right there. <laughs> but I mean, you know what. I- Go on. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. Go on. Uh, I'll let you finish up your point in there, But yeah, but this, again, it's just it's it this 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 is one of my like biggest like pet peeves. It's like, mm-hmm. oh my, I'm like I'm like seeing people complain about, oh, this was inappropriate. You shouldn't be seeing this. I'm like, you can't tell me what like, like I said. You only, control only what you can control. And if you don't like something, all you got to do is just turn it off. It's it's really simple. Like I mean, it it, it it's like it's like it's. Think of it as like like a, uh, like something that you easily do, like drinking water that you have to do. All you gotta do is turn the channel. It's really simple, but everybody's making a big deal about it. It's like to quote the Joker from The Dark Knight, like like you like um what you see one person do this and then like one thread of this and nobody freaks out. But but I'm gonna like oh but if I I don't I don't like what I see on TV, so I'm gonna go complain about it. Now everybody freaks out. Like I mean it's like it's it's really simple. <laughs> Right, and not only that, but I remember when a couple of my mom's friends and everything was complaining about The Walking Dead being violent and everything, and their kids watching it. I said, I said, look, there's worse TV programs out there than The Walking Dead. I said, you actually have Breaking Bad that's out there right now that is about uh, a drug dealer making um, methamphetamines. So which yeah. worse, shooting down yeah. zombies or making drugs? I mean, the parents should see. They should see what the what the rating is. It says TVMA for a reason, because it's there's material in it that's not suitable for young kids. Right. I mean, like I said, if it really freaks you out, just turn the channel or turn it off or put parental controls on it. It's like exactly. that. There's stuff you can do to prevent them from watching this. Instead of going to complain to Congress and have and it like let put them like have them decide the fate and get people even more pissed off, I'm like like I said, it's just like they're they freak out about everything, and I'm like they're, you guys just need to take back sit back and chill. Like what like like I said, it's it's like it's technically the First Amendment. You're like or you're allowed to say it or like you said or whatever amendment. It's you're allowed to watch. You can watch whatever you want, but like I said, it's just you just got to have control over what you watch. Exactly, and you know I played violent video games. I played, I watched action movies and stuff like that. And I think part of the other thing though is too, I don't feel like parents actually sit down with their kids and be like, "Look, this is the difference between fiction and reality. You yeah. break the law. If you wind up being a little shit, you go to prison mm-hmm. for doing that. And there's consequences behind every action. I think yeah. that." You see, my parents actually sat me down and said, look, what you're watching is a movie. It's not something that's real. Those people didn't actually die. They're actually actors. They get paid for doing what they do. Mm -hmm. And 
that was the same way how I got introduced into horror movies and stuff like that. And that's I use that same philosophy that my parents gave me mm-hmm. and everything. But you know, you don't have. I'm not trying to tell parents what to do or anything, but not on how to parent, well, how to parent your kids or anything like that. Because yeah. believe me, I would never do that. But no. you know, I'm just saying most people don't actually sit down with their kids and spend time with them and say, "Hey, look, let's take a time out for a minute. Let me talk to you about something that's actually on my mind," and mm-hmm. go from there. But you yeah, know. I mean, I'm not but, trying to, I'm not trying to change people how to parent right. their kids. But I'm just saying, like, there's simple solutions if you don't like what's on this right. tearing the channel. I mean, it's like, I mean, I played violent video games a lot. I mean, like the one game I never played until I was like my mid-teens was Grand Theft Auto. I never played any of the games. And, like, I'm, like, even when I start playing, I'm, like, okay, this is kind of fun. But I'm, like, I don't really feel invested in playing Grand Theft Auto because, like, hey, it's kind of cool, but in the long scheme of things, it's, like, it's just... It's, like, like like I said, I mean, I was never really, like, interested in it. And, again, my parents never let me play, and that's fine. I mean, I had other stuff to play at the time, but because I think they knew about how bad the game can be because of, like, what you can do in it, and it's, like, and it can give those kids that freedom, like, hey, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it in real life. And I'm, like, no. (laughs) I mean, my favorite game, yeah, my favorite game I used to play as a kid was the the Punisher video game. That That game game was was sick. I bought it for the PC, <laughs> just so I can do these uh, the the, uh, the interrogation sequences, like like the like the like the wood chipper. <laughs> oh, mine was the uh, French fry uh, burner. Where you, oh. um, the uh, the fryer where you can burn uh, threaten to burn the guy's face. That was my um, favorite one. I like the uh, the shark. Like at this. Oh zoo. yeah. <laughs> the shark was fun. I have to admit to that, though, too. I had fun with the shark. Then again, I'm a diehard uh, shark fan anyways. But yeah. Um, but anyways, let's go on ahead and t- uh, go back to our main topic, though. Um, so I know that you had – I know in movie theaters and stuff like that that you're probably faced with customers uh, complaining to you about the content and all that stuff, too, right? Or is yeah. that just a video store thing? Not necessarily, no, not necessarily, they won't complain to me, they complain to, like, my higher-ups. Um, and I've dealt with rude, this rude people in general at the theater, from either not listening to what I have to say, or just being rude in the theater, um, like, them getting mad at me because they can't bring in their food, like, outside food or drink. Um, those were more the, the issues I dealt with, at, or, like, if people don't like to listen to my directions and they're being snotty about it, like, there was, I remember this, I was like, I, I'm, I'd be like in the front ripping your tickets. And then there was a bunch of these teenage girls or whatever. They're standing on the side. I think my mom was there t- with my sister to, for a birthday party or something to go see what movie. So I'm asking people to, like, can they get in line so I can, so I can clear one aisle or whatever, like, so I can get, get whoever's seen one movie to get ready to go. And these girls are like, um, like, uh, oh, we're not moving. Um, like, and like I said, can you please move? She's like, uh, all right, like I, I like she kind of like I felt like a threat. I'm like, tell us to move again. All right, and I said it so I really angry in my deep voice. I'm like, all right, fine, move. And they instantly <laughs> did it. So they got the answer. Got like they were taking it back because they didn't think I I was gonna do it. I'm like, I'm doing my job. <laughs> You're not following what I have to say. Then I can like like I said, the one thing I always wanted to do was kick somebody out. Um, and the like, uh, and like besides kid movies, 
the worst movies to work or do a have or the PT thirteen horror movies because they're a they're always busy and b a lot of teenagers very rude ones would show up and we have to deal with their snotty attitudes. <laughs> right, and you know, I remember in Boston when the first American Pie came out. <laughs> and this old man who worked for Sony Theaters had to go into the movie and actually pull these other teenagers out because they didn't have a ticket. Mm-hmm. They snuck in to go see the movie. Bet they did. <laughs> and it was funny, though, watching four of the teenagers come, uh, getting walked out <laughs> from seeing that movie. I mean, I think the movies we did, I think one movie in particular that Pi had a lot of people complaining about was Bruno. Um, yeah. I think we had a people, a couple people walk, like, had, like somebody complained to our upper management and like that, and there's nothing we could do on that one. But, and then I think the funniest thing was like, when it was like a Saturday I was working and then we see two elderly people walk out of the movie. So all of us, we run in to see what sequence they re- <laughs> they walked out of. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it's like right. this part was funny. Like anytime somebody walks out of a movie, we're interested. We just want to know what what's what what made them walk out. <laughs> um, you know, I've done it. Yeah, I've done it before. I walked out of a movie, and d- hmm. the first one I did was in twenty twenty thirteen. Is when that Evil Dead remake came out. I walked. Oh out yeah, of I remember movie. you telling me. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. Yeah, uh, for me. Um, I never walked out of a movie, but I had to leave. Matter of fact, I walked out of a movie twice, but it was not my fault. The first Mm -hmm. time was a nine o'clock showing of Disturb You of the Shia LaBeouf movie that Mm -hmm. came out. And my date was like, oh, I have to be home in time. I'm like, you should have saw the look on my face. So we only watched 30 minutes of the film. Mm Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was actually invested into what was going on. Oh, man. And at that time, too, she was also complaining about the pizza. and Because at that time, you can actually buy pizza inside the movie theater and everything. I was like, what do you expect? It's not a gourmet restaurant. It's not no. like a five-star restaurant. It's pretty. It's already done for you, for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. And everything. Just mm-hmm. eat the pizza and leave me alone. Let me watch my movie. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. You know, I had to drive her home which is like a 45-minute drive. And then, yeah, then this other girl I was dating wanted to see the Mark ones, the, which is that paranormal activity movie. Which uh, I and I was actually enjoying it because here's the thing. You know me and found footage movies. I don't really care for found yeah. footage movies, right? Mm-hmm. And she goes, and she's over there shaking and shit. She winds up getting scared. And she she was like hyperventilating because she was getting scared and turning pale white. And I looked at her and I said, okay, we'll go. So I asked her this. I said, you saw all the other paranormal activities movies, right? She said, yeah, I've seen them. I'm like, okay. So did you get scared with the other ones? No, not as bad as this one. And everything, but is but then again, I wasn't in the dark. I said, of course you weren't in the dark, or anything like that. You have the comfort of your own home. Everything's amplified ten times more when you're in the movie theater. You're sitting in a dark room, surround sound, and everything. So of course, <laughs> you know things are going to be amplified a lot more and be more terrified. And so 
you know, I was already mad because then I had to drive 45 minutes back to her house. <laughs> oh. And no, the, yeah. so. the one you, no, I was like, I wasn't at a, I wasn't like when I was working, it was when I was seeing other movies, seeing the, uh, seeing the movies some people walk into, um, like, and especially like, I think two of them, like you said, I'll, I'll touch on more when, like, when we get into, uh, um, or 2012, uh, movies, but two movies in particular I remember is my brother and I went to see Ted and a family of very little kids, maybe not even, not even five, maybe come in in the opening of Ted and I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, did you not see the poster? The poster of Ted? Yeah, I put it to Teddy Bear. Yeah, but the Teddy Bear is smoking weed. <laughs> He's holding, there's a lot of beer bottles everywhere. And in the fine print, there's an R rating printed on this poster. Did you not see that when he walked in? And then another one was... Um, I want this, uh, that was one, it also in uh, 2012, it's the movie Savages, um, the Oliver Stone movie, saw this family walk in during the opening sequence of Savages. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then, um, and then another one just recently was, uh, is the puppet movie, The Happy Time Murders. <laughs> Nobody, I remember that one. I saw that in the theaters, that was well worth the money spent on that one is like because uh when i when i first heard about the movie i'm like oh this might be funny most mccarthy and puppets you know it's gonna be r-rated and then when you see the trailer for it i'm like oh my god no and then and then like i said and then somebody's like oh i'm gonna take my kid to see this no (laughs) (laughs) no that's like the last thing you need to see no no the previews alone the previews alone should actually tell you that, especially yeah, when you have the shaving cream. And the, the funny thing is, this was directed by Jim Henson's son, and I'm like, I, I, I'm like, I said, my dad at first didn't want to see this movie. He's like, all right, I'm gonna watch this movie, and the opening, the the, the first sequence, like of the puppet going into the porn shop or whatever. The one sequence had uh, like had us just cry laughing because it's so hysterical. Um, have you seen the movie? Nah, I haven't seen it. Okay, um, but you gotta see it. And then once I'm, you see the first, once you see it, let me like like let me know the first like like what the big the main thing that you remember from it, and I'll see if that's the same thing that we're talking about. <laughs> All right, I'll definitely do that. It's but just it, 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 yeah, it's hysterical. But you know, let me just talk about uh, the video store thing again. You know, yeah, because that's what's our main topic. Yeah. But, you know, what I liked about Blockbusters 2 was was the fact that not only do you feel at home, but you can also buy candy, you can also buy soundtracks mm-hmm. and things like that. Did you ever buy anything from Blockbuster or anything like that? Because I know the CD that, and album that I bought was the Cable Guy soundtrack. Oh, so no. The I, win- the the bought- okay, sorry. It's okay. And also uh, the Winning Singer soundtrack from over there. Oh, nice. I no the main thing I bought from Blockbuster was the Expendables, uh, um, the movie, the Expendables movie. That's that's the main thing I bought, um, from them. I don't remember buying anything else, um, that I can remember from them. Um, if I did, I don't remember it. <laughs> that's cool. It's, it's but been so long. 
It, it really has. It, it's sad to actually say that it's been so long since we actually stepped foot in a video store. Because <laughs> yeah. that used to be my go-to thing, especially going in Boston, like I mentioned before, for two months. And Glenn yeah. would just reserve movies for me. But also, too, I mean, you're in a community with people where you can mm-hmm. interact with people. And that's something that I really liked. And then yeah. another thing, too, that I thought was actually cool was you can also rent video games there. And I remember renting on regular Nintendo was for $1.75, you can actually rent the Three Stooges uh, video game. Mm. And I remember renting that uh, video game almost every single day. (laughs) (laughs) My mom's like, like, that's it. I'm tired of you renting this stupid video game. Oh, we actually have a message. Let's see what we have. Uh, When I used to go to Blockbuster as a kid, the movie Big was popular. So, and they used to have the toy piano that was in the movie and I used to go straight to the back and play on the toy piano. Well, walk across it. Um, I think I broke it at one point, but that's not important. The important thing is I enjoyed myself and I'm pretty sure with all the videos in Blockbuster I may have torn them up, but it doesn't matter now because they're out of business and I don't have to pay. I hope. <laughs> but yeah, we fixed the videos. Okay, that's all I want to say. Great show, guys. <laughs> Let's see. We have another video we have another audio. Let's see. Okay, so I live in Bend, Oregon and there's this blockbuster that hasn't closed down for like more than 20 years and it's still up and running even even through these covid times it's it's a cool it's a cool place brings out a lot of nostalgia bro i rented out um a few movies uh i rented out robocop one terminator one and the room (laughs) okay you're definitely gonna get brownie points with charlie for renting the room (laughs) Just gonna say that, but you're actually gonna get brownie points for me because I love Robocop one and two. So, and I also mentioned uh the blockbuster out in Oregon and everything as well, dude. Um, yeah, and you know, it's the nostalgia factor. And Tamika, let me just say this I remember you telling me that story, and let me just tell you a little story that about something that actually happened to somebody that actually owned a late fee and the store closed down, they actually wanted to arrest her for not paying that late fee, which was actually yeah. crazy stupid. So wow. you might actually own a piano and everything, even though you might have broke the piano. But hey, mm. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but still, that that story cracks me up every single time when you tell me, though, Tamika, to be honest with you. I appreciate the... Um, the comment and everything i really do oh we have another uh comment you're tearing me apart lisa <laughs> oh my god Go right john we, we gotta do the room like review like we gotta do that asap like soon <laughs> okay i'll make a deal with you um i'll definitely do the room review i'll probably you know what send me over the link that you got your blu-ray from okay and we'll make that shit happen. We'll make that happen. All right, we got, I mean, I, 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 I mean, just these least few comments, we, we got to do it. Like, I think we should do it after we do the, the, the. We have to get like that. Uh, the, the, the chick flick movies. We'll do the room yeah. as soon as we have that. 
you mean to tell me Tommy Lazao is not a romantic comedy with the room filled with people that wanted to kill him? Uh, you know that's not com- that's not a romance movie. No, um, Damn. it's not. It's nobody's really, <laughs> nobody's really trying to kill Tommy Lazao. It's just everything. Right. <laughs> just no, I mean, just, like, these comments, and, like, and the one guy that right. says he read the room, he absolutely get brownie points for me, but you gotta go, you gotta buy the movie. You gotta go to TommyWizzo.com. Um, let me, let me, let me look up the, the, or the link. Okay, yeah, it's, you... it's TommyWizzo.com, and then you can go in there, you can buy the movie, and when you buy the movie, you will get uh, Tommy Wizzo's headshot and a signed autograph from him, too. Totally worth it. Totally <laughs> worth it. And he'll autograph it to you. It's not one of those little things where they pretty much screen it on there. It's actually a legit thing where he actually signs the autograph. I've seen the autograph myself. So. Yeah. And when we do the review for the room, I'll, I'll make sure I'll bring that headshot back up. But no. Um, and that could be that. That's our, that's our first of the like our first of many segments of the best of the worst. Number one, <laughs> the room. <laughs> okay so we have another message have you guys ever seen the disaster artist and yeah. how do you think yep. it fares against the room okay I've seen so it. i'm, I'm oh, gonna go let you take that one because i only seen okay. the disaster artist so i'm gonna let you take okay. that one um disaster artist is great um it, it only makes the movies only all oh, oh, movies only great if you've seen the room, so you know what you're getting into. Um, like it's um, it's like the disaster artist is like the behind the scenes and the making of the room. So if you have an idea of how bad the room is, and um, then you know what you're getting into. But James Franco, absolutely like spot on. Tommy Wiseau, like spot on. He, I think he would have won an Oscar for it. But that's just me personally. But it, it, when he won the Golden Globe for for the, his uh, his performance of Tommy Wiseau, he is like spot on. It, it, this the movie just brought so many memories of the room. Like just seeing everybody in there. Like uh, Josh Hutcherson plays Denny, the creepy little boy next door, and he looks per- he, dead on him. Um, his his uh, 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 Dave Franco is great is Greg Cesaro, but it's just it was really cool behind the scenes. And at the end of the, the disasters, they do a scene by scene recreation with Franco and Tommy Wazoo in separate sections and you can't tell the difference. I mean, it's, it, it's spot on, but yeah, I love the disaster artists and I, I thought I, it definitely holds up and, and, and it gets more people interested in the room. So I think it was a great, uh, great movie and it's spot on. You see, for me, I actually watched this movie ass backwards. I should have actually watched, uh, the room first, and then watch mm-hmm. the disaster artist. But I saw heard so much good stuff from it from yeah. the guessing and live crew. I heard which was also Collider back then. I've mm-hmm. heard how inspirational it was, and it gave me a chance to actually go out and check this movie out. Well, I rented it on Redbox, but yeah. <laughs> good old Redbox. But yeah. you know, I have to say I liked it. I enjoyed it and everything, even though the person I was with at the time didn't understand it and was saying, I can't believe you like that movie. I'm like, well, it was good. I mean, I found it inspirational. I found it hilarious. I found it to be something that was actually special, something that hadn't been done by somebody that didn't even have a budget to work with. Although he did, he had the money, but nobody knew how he was getting the funds. 
to fund the movie. Yeah. If I remember correctly. One of, the, one of the three things we'll never know about him. When uh, James Franco did an interview with Kimmel before Tommy Wiseau actually showed up with uh, Franco on Kimmel or something. And I think one of the three things you will never find out is how he's able to fund for the, like fund the money like, or get the money to fund the movie. That's one. You'll never know where he's from. You don't like he has different accents. Some say he's like, oh, um, like that. We'll never know. That. And I, f- I forgot the third thing. It's been a while since I've seen that interview. So those are three things we'll never know about Tommy Wiseau. But that's, um, yeah, that's something that's actually funny, though, because remember when Dave Franco, uh, James Franco's brother is actually wanting to go to Los Angeles with Tommy and his mother's mm-hmm. like, I don't even know who this guy is. You don't you barely even know him. And like, she's questioning Tommy. He's like, I'm the same age as him. <laughs> he sounded like a, you know what he sounded like? He sounded like a six year old kid that wanted him to come out and play. Pretty much. He's like, I'm the same age as him. Well, the same, saying you're the same age as him is saying I'm, I, I'm like, I'm 20. Happy birthday. <laughs> but the cool thing at the end of the movie is they show you like the actual, like from the, the mm-hmm. what the room did. Like how popular that movie is now compared to when it first came out. Um, how much, uh, how all these like live midnight showings for it, sort of like in the sense of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, people have dressed up as these characters. They're actually bringing in the football to play past the parcel during the movie. They're doing like they're all, some of them are coming in wearing tuxedos. Like, I mean, there is a cult following for this, and this movie made a profit. Because of all the all the live showings and the these and these things sell out at these like and all around the world wherever this is this movie's selling out so it's one of those movies of like it's got a huge cult following and it's and it, it's it's a fun one to be a part of because the, the movie's awesome because anytime Tommy Wiseau's got a movie I want to go see it <laughs> but yeah to, um yeah. oh go on yeah. I'm He's sorry. supposed to be in a movie that was, was supposed to come out in 2019, and COVID happened, and they never finished it. But it's coming soon. It's called Big Shark. Do they? Do you know the plot lines of it or no? Um, it's Tommy Wiseau, Grace Asaro, and another guy. They're firefighters, and there's a shark infestation around. Like it's like randomly, like like the brief trailer. They're in a bar, and like, hi, this is Georgie, and then this girl like like throws water, and then they're like, oh. So then 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 they're out walking about walking home, and water suddenly randomly fills the street, and they're like, oh, water, oh. <laughs> and then then he hears then he hear uh, then you see a shark, and then after the shark, like a brief image of the shark, you hear Tommy Wiseau scream in the background. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna have to check it. Uh, I'm gonna have to check it out when it gets released. But yeah, I'll definitely check out the room, and we'll yeah. definitely do a review on it. And also, we- too, um, we'll do an on the audio podcast side of things. I want to actually probably have a little small clip of where he goes. Oh, hey, Mark, I love oh. that part. I love that part. Oh, hi, Mark. Like I, yeah. I can quote it. Like I know the exact quote. I'm like, um, is like. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> he also throws the water bottle. It's, it's just classic Tommy Wiseau. If you actually I mean, think about it. and that was the very first trailer that they revealed. And I'm like, I saw the trailer. I'm like, oh, my God. And then that's how I was hyped for the movie when they show the exact, I'm like, what is, what's, what is line? 
it's not like I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh hi, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then it was like and then they actually had the poster and I had that I took a like like my mom and her dad took a photo of me in front of the poster of Tommy was laughing and I was like threw the water bottle down. <laughs> Um, yeah, like I said, The Room is like is one of those movies I'm like, I'm so glad I got into because that movie is awesome. And like I said, it's that's I think that's going to get us a lot of views for The Room. But yeah. Did you just do a like, Tommy Lazau impression just now? I mean, I think it's pretty spot on. <laughs> no, I, th- I mean, when you just said, you just sounded like Tommy just, just now. Was that on purpose or? Was that it? Yeah, um, that was on okay. purpose. Okay, <laughs> I can sure. do the whole. I, 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 I wasn't sure if your, I wasn't sure if your voice got stuck like that or not because I know sometimes no. whenever I do impressions, my my voice will get stuck like the thing that I'm trying to do an impression of. So, <laughs> what the story? <laughs> <laughs> like I said, when we do the review, I'll be speaking in Tommy Wiseau voice. Don't don't worry on that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you because I know I can do it. All I can do is and yeah, and just be bad. You say over here, and I say over here. All I can do is cut me. Yeah, <laughs> but don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just remember, we're just blind. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I think that. Uh... Was there anything else that uh, we wanted to actually catch on as far as things go with um, stepping into a blockbuster or a video store or anything like that? No, I like I said, I can't think of anything. Like I just know, like yeah. I, I I used to love renting games at, at that, and then I started renting from GameFly, and that was a while ago. And then I just that, and then I just been buying my stuff. <laughs> right, I got gotcha. you. You see, another thing I want to actually mention though about. Uh, me working at a video store was I love the fact that I got to take home the posters. Oh, uh, hold on. We got a message. <laughs> Did you guys ever go to their closeout sale and get their DVDs that were on sale or that they were given away? Let's see. I think we can... Uh, to be honest with you, to, uh, Tamika and everything, I didn't go to their blowout sale like I wanted to or anything. But I did manage to snap up the Lost Boys movie. I think that was during the time that they were actually closing. So I actually got the DVD. And then it wasn't for the DVD copy and everything. It didn't even stay in the case like it was supposed to. So it got scratched up. So luckily, I winded up finding it at Walmart in the $5 bin on Blu-ray. So I managed to get that. (laughs) But I do have both just so I can have the nostalgia factor. I bought something at Blockbuster for like the last time. But yeah. then again, I something just came up to me just now that just popped in my mind. Back in 2010, I bought Never Back Down from a blockbuster up in Boston, which is actually my one of my favorite uh, UFC movies and everything too. I actually like mm. that movie. I like I said, I think the one I bought was the the Expendables. I think it was on it was like 20 bucks, but I think since it was going out of business, they dropped down the price a little bit for it, so I got it really cheap. <laughs> I think that's the only thing I've bought. I've bought like on the closeout sales because a lot of them, like, I find out too late that they close. So, oh, wow. and I just, I've been getting my posters. This, I've been buying them like either from my Regal program, the Crown Club, 
um, rewards membership or whatever when they when they because originally they had it specifically like that you couldn't like I think it was only like tickets popcorn and stuff but then it was right. in 2016 they reverted the program and that's when I found out that you could redeem your points for posters and I've gotten so many posters just from doing <laughs> that and I was like oh and because like I said and I haven't been able to get much right now maybe because all my regals have been closed and I still have like oh, over a hundred plus hundred thousand points. So I'm like oh, I've gotten man. like I've gotten so many posters from them just by that. I think I got the Civil War poster. I've gotten that from Regal. My two Deadpool, my various Deadpool posters of him with the gun, him doing uh, his flash dance with the bullet casings. Um, to um, what I got Thor Ragnarok one. Um, I've gotten the a bunch. <laughs> yeah, like like too many to count. Um, I gotcha. And then I bought yeah. some fun from the Amazon, <laughs> the authentic well, ones. Yeah, Tamika got me my Wonder Woman eighty four poster for my birthday, which I love. Then mm-hmm. the last poster I actually bought was the Ben Affleck Batman for Batman versus Superman, the black and white, which I really oh, nice. love. That's actually my favorite poster from Batman versus Superman. I would have had my Sopranos poster if it wasn't destroyed by my mom's friends kids but oh. yeah but that's a story for another day the new movie one right the saints in new york or whatever if you find it on like yeah. amazon or whatever because i've been i i like when i get mine i specifically make sure it's 27 by 40 and they have the uh, like ones from the actual the uh, yeah i've got uh yeah i got two a couple john wick ones um the second one the second one you see Sean Ray's face and he says, never stab the devil in the back. And then the other cool one I got with him, like, it's just him standing alone. And then the rest of the poster is everybody gunning for him. So it kind of like fills the back. It kind of looks like a giant black shadow, but it's just a lot of people gunning for him. So it's him on one at the small end of it. And like, so that, that's a pretty sweet poster. But yeah. Okay. Um, Let's see. But I also remember at Movie Gallery, my other favorite memory was, was telling people what movies to check out what movies not to check out or just view it for their own selves rather than listening yeah. to me because yeah. they know their taste but they all valued my opinion and then even whenever they went against my opinion they said dude I should have listened to you yeah and everything and but you know at that point they didn't really know me or anything like that mm-hmm. so therefore they didn't really trust me at the, as much but yeah. as they kept on coming in you know, that's whenever they uh, wanted to know my opinion. Another thing, too, is we actually had softcore porn in the back. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. And let me just tell you this. I feel bad for the dude because he didn't know that you actually had to go behind the actual movie uh, case or anything like that to actually mm-hmm. get to the. You know how Blockbuster is where you actually yeah. have the physical. Um, yeah. Yeah you know, the physical box. Yeah. Well, he didn't yeah. know that he actually had to use the, uh, go behind the physical box to get to the videotape to the way I could check them out. Mm-hmm. So he brought all that stuff to me at the front. Uh. He rented Lord of the G string fellowship with the G string. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> he, he, it was like horrible, uh, softcore porn movies. It was like really bad. I was like, uh, dude, um, I hate to break this to you. 
Yeah. But I, 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 you're gonna have to go back to the back and get, um, get these movies. And also, too, I know this is your first time here because otherwise you would actually known to actually get the uh, physical copy behind the, um, behind the advertisement. Mm-hmm. And so, do you want a membership? Because no, that's okay. I'm just gonna put it all back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like. And my boss is like, I wonder what he. I said one thing for sure: his prostate would have been clean by by the end of midnight. <laughs> That's what I told her. But you know, it was just some of the fun stuff that I managed to actually went through in the video store, working at a video store and things like that. I actually had fun doing it on my senior year of high school. I had mm-hmm. the Blade Two poster. It's all about the Benjamin poster, uh, the Maximum Magazine posters for the guys. Um. <laughs> like the uh the magazines i used to have the magazines and everything so yeah it was like a lot of fun to actually have some of that stuff <laughs> no i didn't have like i said i didn't work in any of those stores but i like like i said i was in blockbuster i've actually had people come this this still happens to this day people just randomly come up to me asking what what they what the my opinion on something i'm like i don't know them but they just come up to me and ask me for advice about what to get and all that stuff. And like, either when I'm like not wearing their, like, either I'm wearing the same color shirt as the workers, they always come up to me thinking I work there. I'm like, oh, sorry, I don't work here. <laughs> well, that's funny though. Even at my workplace where I work at at the hospital and everything, I actually have mm-hmm. coworkers that will actually say, "Hey, come here for a minute. What do you think about this movie?" I actually break it down like I am on a podcast. Oh, nice. And everything. I spend at least 15, maybe 20 minutes talking about something. I'm like, look, guys, I gotta go. <laughs> like, even me and this one nurse, uh, Yolanda, we, we talked back and forth and stuff like that. And she was like, what did you think about the, um, uh, what's that movie that you and I reviewed recently? The Little Things? Oh, yeah. And I was like, well, you know, it was all right. I started talking <laughs> like Jared Leto. No. <laughs> It was like, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that great of a movie. Yeah. Has somebody come up and asked you about outside the wire yet either? <laughs> well, they asked me my thoughts on that and I just told them I said, Chances is you're not gonna like what I have to say, even though that I was actually the person that did a trailer reaction video to it. <laughs> um, because a publicist actually reached out to me. But mm-hmm. you know, they don't. They also appreciate my honesty when it came down to the trailer reactions. So when we actually do our actual review for it, I think that they're gonna they're gonna appreciate the fact that we were honest. Yeah, and everything too. If they actually watch it. Yeah, well, the because trailer that, trailer is a lot better than that movie. Definitely, um, most definitely. And but, I'll get into like it's gonna be a, like a big hour long me trashing that movie. <laughs> well, I'm gonna be respectful towards it because here's the thing when i never call somebody else's art trash okay because here's the thing let's say that you and i made a movie together right yeah and let's say somebody didn't like it right and they said oh that movie is trash and we're gonna defend that thing no matter what it looked like yeah yeah i see your point but like i'm not all right i'm gonna be not positive about it right Right. I'm going to give some positives, some of the positives, and also some of the things that I didn't like either, because I didn't straight up not like the film. There's aspects to a film that I like, and then there's aspects to a film that I don't like. 
And that's actually how I incorporate my movie reviews, like the positives and the negatives. And depending mm-hmm. on which ones weigh out the more, that's actually how I actually rate the movie. It's just that with some movies, I don't do ratings that much anymore because I'd rather let the viewer actually uh, view it for themselves. Because I feel like if you give a rating to something, right, you're pretty much amplifying the level of the experience that you had. So they're mm-hmm. thinking that they're going to actually have that same experience that you had. And then whenever that uh, experience is not amplified through them mm-hmm. watching it on the screen or watching it on their TV, they're gonna like, what the hell? That movie wasn't as it wasn't good like they say it was. It was a yeah. five out of five or a four point nine out of five. Yeah. So next thing you know it, they're like, that movie was garbage. Why did you give me you know? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I know. But I, I had like a lot of my friends on Facebook, they actually like wanna know what I have to say about this movie because I'm I've seen a lot and they they they, they appreciate like um that movie Twenty One Bridges. That was really hyped for Chadwick Boseman. Um, I, I was going, that. yeah, I was going in with high expectations, and one of my, uh, one of my teachers from high school was like, always likes hearing my reviews because they see me at the theater and they know my watch movies. I'm pretty good, like I said, they, they they trust my reviews, and she was wondering how I thought of it. I wrote, um, Chadwick Boseman was great. Um, some decent shootouts, plot very predictable that you can figure out five minutes in. I gave it a two out of five. <laughs> <laughs> and you see, that's actually how I feel about um, Shutter Island. <laughs> it was not my favorite Martin Scorsese movie, and I love Martin Scorsese. But if I can actually predict what's going to happen in a movie with the trailer, and I can predict that twist, and it's actually what happens in the movie, then uh, that was a very low grade for me. I gave that, at that time, a one out of five <laughs> because of uh. that. Well, I mean, I'm gonna like we'll, we can we'll get into when we go talk about uh 2010s our our least favorites and our honorable mentions. Um, because right. my, my my buddy like our like our friend Sean Knowles, he 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 saw it in the theaters, and I was like after I watched it at home, I'm like because like I said, because at the time I'm like this look like the trailer kind of because I again I didn't do horror movies and this looked scary, so I didn't see it in theaters. But when I watched it from home, I'm like, huh. Yeah, as a quote, Stewie Griffin, famous guy. Should have gone to that. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, our theater had it, and um, but yeah, like I said, I mean, I I, I, try, I try to be like like I said, if I flat out hate the movie when I watch it, I'm like, I am not, I like I I I I can't hold back. I want to make sure people know what they're getting into. That's why I, I, a lot of stuff I don't hold back. Um, that's why for Outside the Wire, I'm like. All right, you can find something better to watch. <laughs> I mean, I gave that exactly. Like, I mean, I think I gave that a three out of ten. Um, because like I said, I was. I'm like what would I said, you give I'm, it out of a five though? What would you give it out of five if you? One or two. Okay. Uh, like, that's I'm, just something I was just curious about. Like, like I said, I used to do out of five, but I like, I like, I mean, some stuff I'd still do out of five. But for me, I do out of ten because that gives me more range. Because if mm. I keep doing, if I'm constantly doing four out of five, they're so like because I want to be like specific. How good a four is it? Is it is it a four close to four point five out of five, or is it like or which in the case it will be like a ninety or like I said, I think the te- the out of tens is give me more freedom or what, what's this? Oh, yeah, not to, to say that, but okay. I mean, I like I said, I mean the that last days of american crime movie on netflix i i didn't even give that a point 
I gave that a half a point. <laughs> and I hated that movie. And there was nothing redeemable about that. That's why I'm like, if there's nothing redeemable for it, I can't give up any credit. I don't blame you. But anyways, that's actually going to be it for the show and everything. This is actually a little bit more of a laid back kind of environment mm-hmm. than what we normally do. <laughs> because, you know, we're pretty much, you know, just quick on our show, I guess you would say. Or how would you actually say what our show is, like the level of it? It depends on what we talk about. If we're going over like our top ten movies, we can we branch off and other stuff. Like just remember when we were just be if anybody's listened to our latest podcast of uh, our favorite movies when Sean was talking about Toy Story three branching off. <laughs> how can you skip Toy Story three and watch Toy Story four? <laughs> or right. if you didn't, or if you didn't cry during this movie, you got no soul. <laughs> I'm like, and then we're just talking about all the movies that make people cry. I mean, it it depends right. on the topic. Like, if it's something that's like a short movie, then it's gonna be like a short segment. Other than that, I mean, it's like, like other than that, it's it, we can we go as long as we feel like necessary, I guess, until like right. until it feels like we're satisfied with what we got. I mean, I thought like tw- 2010, there was so much to talk about because there's so many movies. Like, I'm pretty sure our 2016 discussion is gonna be a lot longer than that one. Most definitely. And, you know, I'm going to be doing a WandaVision show on YouTube on on Friday at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Pacific Time. So we're doing a WandaVision live show, open spoiler discussions if you guys actually watch WandaVision. Another thing, too, is on Friday as well, I'm also interviewing an independent author as well at 7 o'clock um, Central Time, 8 o'clock Eastern Time five o'clock Pacific time. And then of course I'm also doing some other stuff uh, behind the scenes and everything. I think tomorrow we're going to do outside the wire for you. If not, that's right. I'm supposed to have Mike on tomorrow for uh, yeah, casino. Yeah, yeah. We're doing our casino, our casino review tomorrow. It was supposed to be tonight, but you know what? Uh, some things winded up happening, which is actually normal is life you know so we're actually going to do that tomorrow night on speaker so you guys can actually come back at seven o'clock central time and eight o'clock eastern time five o'clock pacific time to actually check that out then of course guys you guys can also follow us on youtube like we said at movie lovers unite over there and then you guys can also follow the um podcast the audio only podcast where you're gonna, matter of fact, this is actually going to be uploaded into the audio podcast on Anchor, but we are actually on any platform that you can get your podcast on. So just search Movie Lovers Unite and you can actually get your audio only podcast there. Another thing, too, is if you guys want to go on ahead and go to the GoFundMe page and everything and donate towards the show just to get us some better sound equipment and stuff like that, how do you do that? You just go to www.gofundme.com forward slash Movie Lovers Unite over there. Then, of course, we also have our Patreon. You can go to www.patreon.com forward slash Movie Lovers Unite over there. Then, of course, you guys can follow me at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite and on Facebook and Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Instagram. You can follow me at Movie Lovers Unit on Twitter and then also John DeGorio8 on Twitter. And all for your entertainment needs and pleasures and stuff like that, go to www.movieloversunite.com. We post movie news, movie reviews, and TV reviews over there. And, of course... I'm just now getting into the movie trivia Schmodown. So, you know, my friend Frenchie, who actually is part of Schmoes of the North, 
aha, he actually got me back into watching Smowdown. So you're going to be seeing a lot of Smowdown topics and things like that too from Speaker. But mostly, importantly, you're going to see a lot of original content coming from over here. And I also want to mention too that this is actually going to be a little bit more of a laid back atmosphere. And this is just going to be like a little chill place that I feel like that I can actually do something a little different and expand out from the normal stuff that we normally do. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Like I said, it's a little bit more laid back. We have like, well, uh, yeah, but we still have topics and stuff, but it's a lot more like we don't have like like well, as much uh, time constraints and stuff like that. It's just a right. chill set. No, definitely. This is like the movie lovers after after show or after hours. <laughs> but, you know, if you guys like us and everything, go on and follow us and go on ahead and do all that stuff. And always until next time, guys, I hope you guys enjoy the show. I appreciate Tamika. I appreciate uh, the other dude that actually uh, that we actually gave uh, brownie points to for RoboCop and also the room and also telling us about the one blockbuster out in Oregon. I appreciate him actually commenting and sending in that, those messages. So always until next time. Thank you again, Charlie. Yep. No problem. All right. And bye-bye. Bye. Hey guys, John here. I just want to talk about something for a minute. We actually have a Patreon up right now in full swing and that is our five dollar a month plan it's called movie lovers classics it covers bonus episodes reviewing classic movies like you're about to listen to right now with the uh little caesar review that we just did early access to episodes monthly newsletters shout outs on the main uh, feed early access to episodes and then we also have all access documentary series review which is ten dollars a month and that includes bonus episodes, Eli Roth's History of Horror, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, shoutouts on the main feed as well. And then that also includes our classic uh, movie reviews as well. And then our $20 a month plan is our VIP movie lover. And that also includes bonus episodes, classic movie reviews, interviews with independent actors, actresses, directors, and comic book writers. And it also includes movie lovers documentaries, and early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, and shoutouts on the main feed as well. Go on ahead, subscribe to the Patreon. We hope that we'll see you there. And always until next time, guys, bye-bye.